This is episode 207, Break Free of Your Fear of Being Seen with Tima. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. As a reminder, every Wednesday, I put up a numbered episode, like episode 207, which is a coaching session, unscripted, unproduced, unedited. And every Saturday, I put up something called Coach's Corner, where I interview another thought leader or answer your questions or guide you through meditation or something like that. So if you're new to the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad that you're here. I suggest that you binge on the show, go back, look at the episode titles, especially the numbered episodes, pick the one that resonates with you. But like most of my listeners say, everyone will resonate in some way or another. And today is no different, especially if you are ever lonely And especially, especially if you are a people pleaser and wear a few masks because you want people to like you, you're afraid of judgment, and you fear that if you show the real you, then bad things could happen. So I am in final planning stages for the wedding as I'm recording this. We are exactly a month out. We are getting married September 20th in Mykonos on a Friday because Friday is the day of Venus and love. So we've been told it's better to get married on a Friday. We've got about 60 people flying out to celebrate with us in Mykonos, which we're so excited about. It's definitely crunch time. Typical to my personality, I am, you know, at the last minute planning things, which is kind of the way Greece works, but also how I work. I've accepted about myself. Every book I've ever written, I've made it sound like I've written a hundred. I've just about three working on my fourth now, but I always turn in the manuscript the day it's due. If it's due October 1st, I finish the last day of September. That's just how I work. But getting it all together and it's been a bit challenging. I'm having a bit of an expectation hangover. I'll be honest with you. I've shared publicly and I'll share more, especially when I have some experts on the show talking about it. I just haven't been feeling well and it's been getting worse uh, in the past six months. Finally discovered it was due to uh, Epstein-Barr infection, like an activation of an old infection that I must have had years and years and years ago. And so I haven't been able to work out the way I want. I haven't been able to do a lot of things that I want to do. And I know that most brides leading up to your wedding, you want to look really, really good and really vibrant. And I would say that isn't how I'm looking or feeling. And so I've had to reread expectation hangover and also remind myself of what matters. And I think that all of us can focus more on how something looks versus how we feel. A simple example, let's say you're having friends over for dinner and you stress out about, is the house immaculately clean? Do I have the right flowers? Do I have the right food? It has to be perfect. And you put so much pressure on yourself in terms of it looking a certain way or being perfect that you're not really enjoying the company and you're not really focused on how you feel in terms of having friends over and how excited you are to have this love and connection in your house. And you're more distracted with how things look. So it's a beautiful theme for all of us to keep in mind is to 
pay more attention and make how things feel and how we feel way more important than how things look. And so every time I trip out about something in terms of not looking the way I want it to look, I focus more on how much I love the man I'm marrying. I focus more on all the people that are making the massive trip out to Greece from either here in the States or Australia. And I focus on just the love that I feel for this very special occasion. And that puts everything in perspective. So if you need a perspective check on anything, if your ego is running away with you, just bring it back to what matters most, which is how we feel inside ourselves and with the people that we love. A couple announcements for you. I am teaching a live group coaching call tomorrow. August 29th, I said on my last podcast that I was going to take the month off, but I've gotten so many questions about love and relationship leading up to our wedding that Stephanos and I will be co-hosting a live group coaching evening on love and relationships. To register, go to christinehassler.com slash group. It's only $20. If you can't join us live, you get the recording. And Stephanos and I are going to be announcing a program that we're kicking off in November for women, for queens out there wanting to call in their man. This is something I'm incredibly passionate about because I think I did pretty good (laughs) on calling him in. Very, very happy. And it wasn't random. It was a very, very intentional process to took me nine years. I'd love to shave off some time for all you ladies out there. So definitely want to go to christinehassler.com slash group. And we're going to be announcing a special early bird discount to get in. It's going to be a very small group of women. So you're not going to want to miss that. Also, Stephanos and I are teaching in London the last day of our honeymoon. So come to our workshop, Love Amplified. It's about self-love, relational love, and love of higher purpose and higher power. To register for that, it's christinehassler.com slash London dash 2019. That'll also be in the show notes, or you can just go to my homepage and click on events and find it there. I'm sure that will sell out. We're in Europe not so often. So all my European people, even my East Coast peeps, pop over to London and join us. Discounted hotel rates there as well. All right. So like I said, this call is for all you people pleasers, all of you who truly deeply want to be seen, but the concept of it is a little scary because maybe people won't like you. So as you're listening, consider, do you feel lonely? Even if you're spending time with others, do you feel lonely in terms of not having a lot of people you're truly connected to? Do you fear a loss? Like you want a lot of good stuff, but you're afraid you will lose it. Are you uncomfortable with people not liking you or judging you in some way, so much so that you often turn into a people-pleasing chameleon? Do you feel truly seen in your life? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Tima. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this episode, which is Rothy. And I am so excited to be packing my Rothy shoes for my wedding and honeymoon. Such cute, stylish flats that don't hurt my feet and especially I can walk around in Mykonos, which is a lot of cobblestone and uneven ground. You've probably heard of Rothy's. They make stylish shoes for women and girls out of recycled plastic water bottles. They are insanely comfortable, machine washable, and super stylish. They're the perfect flats for life on the go. Rothy's come in a wide range of colors and patterns, and they're available in four different silhouettes. Plus, they're constantly launching new styles, so you're guaranteed to find a pair or two or three that you love. 
And like I said, since they're seamlessly crafted from recycled water bottles, they are super comfortable, no break in period. It will really blow your mind that they're made from recycled plastic water bottles. In fact, Rothy's has diverted over 25 million water bottles from landfills. They're manufactured in a zero waste factory and they ship directly in the shoebox, no unnecessary packaging. These are feel good flats in more ways than one. Here is your call to action. Go to rothys.com slash over to get your new favorite flats. Again, rothys.com slash over. These are the flats you have been waiting for. All right. And now on to my coaching session with Tima. Tima, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. I'm so happy to be here. I was just asking for guidance on my situation. And I prayed yesterday. I was really sad. And I just um, asked my guide for help and for guidance. And I looked at your Instagram post. And before that, I had thought, you know what? It would be really cool to talk to her so she can look into the situation. <laughs> and then I saw your post and I was like, and I got it. And I was like, yes, yes, oh, thank you. Oh, well, it just really shows that when, you know, our action and intention line up, the universe really does show up for us. So that's, that's beautiful. Well, how can I help? So my parents are visiting me from California. I currently live in Illinois. And, you know, I'm a very independent person. I, I, you know, have my place. I, you know, do everything on my own. And they came to visit me. And when they left, I felt extreme sadness. And it could have been a mix of like, I'm getting my period soon, which I did. I got it today. And other things. But I just, it was a reminder to me that I think I have a fear of loss. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really sure what's coming from. Yeah, so I was thinking about this, and I was fear of money is is uh, losing money terrifies me. Losing to say, ter- you know, anything that I'm losing is just terrifying for me. And and you know, I don't really, I don't think I have an experience like that. But you mean you don't, you don't, don't think know. you have an experience in your past that created that fear? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But I was hoping to get some clarity and guidance from you. Sure. Sure. And how old are you now? I'm 37. I just turned 37 last week. Okay. 37. Okay. And when your parents come and visit in the past, do you usually have this kind of reaction or did you find this particularly unique that you got so sad? No, this was unique. Uh I actually, I I don't feel like this. So that's why I was very surprised. Okay. So my, my sense is that there's a deeper level coming up for healing and awareness. Like you're moving into, um, just another evolution, like another growth spurt. So let me just ask a couple other questions in terms of your life and where you are right now. What would you put in the category of an expectation hangover? Like, where are you not where you want to be? I am not where I want to be in terms of my job. I love my job, but I feel like I just want to be somewhere else. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was also thinking about this again, and I think it's because I'm here alone. And when my parents were here, it, it showed me that I had like, like emotional support. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I lack that here mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been having some issues with, with work and I've been kind of stressed out. And when they were here, I was able to talk to them about it and they gave me support and I felt better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I think that's what it is. I'm not sure, but yeah. I feel I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. Well, that sounds really spot on, especially with the emotion that's coming up. How long have you been there away from family? I've been living here for five years. Okay. And do you have friends in the support system there? I do. I have some friends, but I think part of me is, is even though I can be described as social or friendly, I do keep my distance and, and, and what do you call it? Boundaries. Mm-hmm. So even though I, I am friendly or whatever, I, I, there are certain things I will never disclose to people, even right. if they're close to me. So here's what I'm getting for you. And I could be way, way off. I know you said fear of loss and I get that. And honestly, most people have a fear of loss, but what I'm sensing is this is really about a fear of being seen coupled with an extreme longing and desire to be seen. My guess, and you correct me if I'm wrong, is that, and you you sort of confirm this with what you just said, you only show people parts of you and you're very kind and you're very nice. And I bet you sometimes lean into the compensatory strategy of being a people pleaser, but no one really knows you like deeply. And I think your parents coming and being with people that you felt not only supported by, but seen like people that you can let down your walls and take off some masks just brought forward and really highlighted the pain, how, how painful it is to live, not really letting people in to live with some masks on to live with maybe not just boundaries, but barriers around you and to not really feel seen with, you know, a handful of people. And we need to be seen by more than just our parents. That's a really important part of our development. So is this landing with you at all? Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I I feel like I want to be like at work. People know me as very like, okay, she gets her stuff done. She's very organized. She knows what to do. She knows how to direct people. Maybe a little bit of an angry side of me. But other people don't see that. You know, it's just like people see different things and they don't see like the whole me. So, yes, I think you are correct with what you're saying. So complete this sentence for me. If people really knew me. They would be surprised. I think they would be surprised at how funny I can be and how deep I can be and how crazy I can be and how, I don't know, versatile. Okay. And if people really, really knew me? I think they would be able to relate. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if people really, really, really knew me, then... Maybe they wouldn't like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's the fear. And they wouldn't like me because. I don't know. Well, if you did know, why do you think they wouldn't like you? Mm, let me close my eyes. I don't know. Um, like I can, I can be really social, et cetera, but then I can be really quiet and, and cold and. Mm-hmm extreme. I don't know if that's what I keep thinking. That sounds like a good reason for people not to like you to me. I'm totally kidding. (laughs) Well, (laughs) so let's just look at this for a second because we're at the fear, really the fear that it feels like is arising to me is the fear again of being seen. Like if I'm really seen, 
I, people won't like me, but at the same time, I long to be seen. So you've got yourself in a big conundrum here. May I provide an example? I think I, yeah. I know where you're going. Yeah. So an example of work, for example, like I, I mentioned earlier, I, I organize sometimes, you know, I get upset and I let people know, et cetera. But I can also be very kind and I'm helpful, whatever. But they don't know that side of me. When I brought that side of me to work, when I want to be kind or help or, or give words of encouragement, they look at me strange, like, who are you? Or why are you crying? Like, they have never seen me cry or vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I think part of me is scared that they're going to treat me different in mm-hmm. a negative way. Mm-hmm. If they see like a softer side of me, mm-hmm. and if someone who knows a softer side of me, like my friends, would see like a, an angry side of me, like like a crazy angry side, maybe they wouldn't like me either. You know? Right, right. So you you've got a bit of a chameleon thing going on here, as a defense mechanism, instead of really allowing yourself to be authentic. And what happens if people don't like you? Nothing. Well, some part of you believe something's going to happen. Otherwise, you wouldn't be avoiding it like the plague. Um, I guess I would lose a connection. Okay. And what happens if you lose a connection? One less person to talk to. Okay. Because I like, because I do like conversation. I do like relationships. I do yearn for that. And and so if I lose the connection, I won't have that option to talk and if you lose one connection, then what? Hmm. I don't know. I guess I'll feel lonely. Yeah. And if you feel lonely, then what? Then I'll be forced to go out of my comfort zone and do other things. Uh-huh. That, I don't know. <laughs> it scared me. Right. Okay. So let's just pause there. Be forced to get out of my comfort zone and do things that scare me. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Tima, aren't you lonely now? I do feel like that right now. Okay. So can you see you're already there? You're already at your worst fear. (laughs) No way. Yes. Yeah. So (laughs) let's, let's let it be a relief that you're pretty much already at your worst fear. You feel lonely. You feel like you don't have the connections that you want. Yeah. It's pretty much already there. And even the fear of people don't like me, there's, there's, you already sort of believe that because you're not showing yourself, not showing certain sides of yourself to certain people. And we, we do that with people we don't feel safe with, not necessarily because they're not making us feel safe, but because we're so afraid of what they're going to think that we put on our chameleon suit. So take a deep breath and just feel the relief from going, you know what? All right. Like I'm already at the thing I've been trying to avoid with all these strategies. I'm lonely. I don't have the connections that I want. I'm feeling like people don't like me or don't see all of me. Can you see you're already there? Yeah. Okay. So since you're already there, isn't it time maybe to step out of your comfort zone? Yeah. Yeah. And what does stepping out of your comfort zone look like to you? For me, it means to not put up a front, like a strong front, mm-hmm. like, like, for example, like the, again, the work thing, you know, if, if I feel like I don't need to be hard all the time, you know, I, I can show a softer side. Exactly. More often than more often. Well, it's really about being able to show all of yourself, reveal all of yourself. 
So the, the inner work on this, because it's sometimes it's hard to take that outward action when there is still a part of us that is scared. The inner work on this is to really, really love and accept all parts of yourself. And I know that sounds like such generic personal growth advice. So how do you do that? Well, you just notice as you're going throughout the day in expectation hangover, I teach how to keep an observation journal and you just write down and notice without judgment, your thoughts, your self-talk, how you respond to certain things. Because to me, self-love is a little airy fairy. It's what does that really mean? I can love somebody, but not have a healthy relationship with them, right? Like you can, you can maybe love family members or love someone, but still kind of have a bit of a dysfunctional relationship. So to me, self-love really includes having a healthy relationship with oneself and loving and accepting all parts of self. The more we really see ourselves, accept ourselves and love ourselves for who we are, then we're more likely to show it to others. So even in this conversation, there's been a lot of self-judgment. There's been, I'm too much of this or too much of that, or I think you said crazy or whatever. Like you're using a lot of self-judgment to describe yourself. Can you see that? Yeah, I guess. When I mean, yeah, that because when I say crazy, I can be loud. I can laugh loud. I can scream when something excites me. Mm-hmm. And some people say, oh, you're so crazy. <laughs> right. But can you see that you've internalized that judgment a bit because you're afraid to show it? Yeah. Now, I, I can imagine like screaming in a staff meeting probably isn't appropriate. That's just being appropriate. That's not suppressing yourself. But whatever feedback you've gotten from other people or reactions or funny looks or whatever, you've internalized a bit. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you, are you in alignment with me and thinking that when it comes to your relationship with yourself and how you see yourself, you're not necessarily seeing and accepting all parts of you with unconditional love? I agree with that. Yeah. So where are you most hard on yourself? Where does your judger really pop up? Well, I guess I I just tend to judge myself a lot with like, I'm not where I should be. I'm not, not making this much money. I don't have this relationship, you know, it's just always judging me. I'm not where Mm -hmm. I should be. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just every, I've done my best. I mean, I, I do my meditations, but I mean, it's obviously something I still struggle with. Right. Well, it sounds like, well, let me ask you this. What type of things make you feel self-love? What type of things make you feel good about yourself? What are the moments or the things that trigger a feeling of self-love? Dancing makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. It makes me free and flowy, mm-hmm. which I haven't done in a while, actually. Sitting in nature, which is something I've done a lot this week, I've just gone to since I live in Illinois, I go to Lake Michigan a lot. So mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of nature things lately and taking breath and art. Mm-hmm. So notice those things are all things that don't involve other people. Can you see that? Uh, dancing does involve, like I would need a partner. Right? 
Oh, okay. So your dancing is always with a partner. You, you don't, you're not dancing alone. No, this is salsa dancing. So I definitely need a partner. Got it. Got it. Well, awesome. <laughs> Do more of that then. But my point in that was that most of your times when you're feeling most connected to yourself are not when you're interacting conversationally with others. And that's not a criticism. I'm just pointing out that it's not the area you feel safe for whatever reason. And we don't have to psychoanalyze it. We can, but we don't have to. For whatever reason, a long time ago, you made a decision that formed a limiting belief based on something that happened, that it's not to be it's not safe to be me in front of others. So in order to be accepted, in order to fit in, I'm going to compartmentalize myself, edit myself, wear masks, and turn into a chameleon when needed. And I think this emotional reaction to your parents leaving is all, is basically, it was an alarm to wake you up to this, to wake you up to the fact that your soul, your spirit wants to be seen. It's really, really tired of being the person you think others need you to be. It's really tired of doing the right thing, the good thing the thing that other people need. It's really tired of having to suppress certain parts of yourself because you're afraid they won't be welcomed by certain people. It's really tired of editing yourself, of anticipating how someone's going to take something you say. And it's also really tired of comparing yourself to others, thinking you should be in a different spot. It's longing to be seen firstly by you and then by others. Because when we're not seen, we don't feel a sense of belonging. And when we don't feel a sense of belonging, we feel really lonely. And we're back to one of your worst fears, that loneliness. So this this protective strategy has worked, but it's reached its expiration date. And the emotion that's coming forward is awakening you to, all right, enough is enough. What will it take? for me to take off these masks. And it might take people making funny faces. It might take people saying, oh, that, you've never done that before. Because again, we teach people how to treat us. So if you've conditioned people to respond and react to you in a certain way, you might get some funny looks when you switch up the game plan. But my encouragement to you is to take that as feedback that you're on the right track. Okay. So what's coming up for you as I say this? Um, I was just thinking about, (laughs) I was just thinking about my friends and just because like everything you're saying, like I feel lonely and I like to be alone, but it's just because I just, I don't know, I guess I just don't feel like showing myself. I'm just saying, I'm just amazed at how you got this and thinking about it. Well, remember you like to be alone because it's comfortable. We all need our alone time, but I would guess that if you had more intimate connected time with people that you really loved and loved you and people that you really felt safe with and seen by, I would bet you'd take that over being lonely. Yeah. 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 I was just thinking about that because sometimes, because I haven't really seen anybody like gone out to do social things, not really for like months since mm-hmm. February, I would say. And some of my, the people that I know have 
called out and say, Hey, when are you coming out? And I'm like, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. So my invitation to you is to think about throughout your day, number one, how you can see yourself more clearly. So when that tape comes on of I should be X, Y, Z, say, no, I forgive myself for judging where I am right now. I really see how kind I am, how compassionate I am, how many risks I've taken in my life. Say something affirming. Say the things to yourself that you want other people to see about you. And that's actually a good question for you, Tima. What do you want others to see in you? What do you want them to see? I want them to see that I'm kind and that I understand them and that I empathize with most most people. And I'm always willing to, to listen and to help. Okay, that's a little um, bit of the people pleaser talking because that's all about them. What do you okay. want them to see about, can you see how that's, that's you wanting them to like you? Like, see that I empathize, see that I want to help you, see that I'm, it's something about them. What do you want people to see about you? What do you want them to know about you? What do you want people to say about you behind your back? What do you want them to see? That I am kind. Uh I make people feel good. Okay, we're still in other people. people. Please, I think again. Yep. Okay, delete. (laughs) (laughs) I am exciting. I am living my best life. Okay, let me give you some help here. Yeah, yeah, that's more about how they see you. So let me give you some ways it may sound. I want people to to see that I am kind. I want people to see that sometimes I feel like I have it figured out, but sometimes I don't. I want people to see when I need help. I want people to see my vulnerability. I want people to see my heart. I want people to see my passions. I want people to see my beauty. I want people to see my my fears and concerns and not judge me for them. See how it's a little mm. different? Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was saying positive affirmations. Yeah, this <laughs> isn't about positive affirmations. This is about seeing. It's like even when I ask you the question, what do you want people to say about you behind your back? If, for example, mm-hmm. if my two best friends saw me and they could tell that I was going through something or wasn't feeling well, I'd want them to say, Hey, did you feel like Christine was a little off? Like, do you think she's okay? Should we check in with her? It's not just the amazing things. We want people to see all of us. We want people to see our vulnerability and be there and stick around. We want people to see our ugly parts and our bitchy parts too, and still love us. Just like we need to do that within ourselves. I see all my beautiful qualities, like my compassion, my wisdom, my intuition, but I also see my impatience, my judgment, like all those things. And I love them all. Okay. Do you feel the difference? Yeah. Your identity is Um, so wrapped up into being a certain way so that people like you. And that mask, your soul, like your spirit is so sick and tired of wearing that mask. It has been exhausting. And it has been blocking you from the kind of love and intimacy. And you didn't even mention a relationship, but that's definitely a block to that. So it's really time to take off the masks. Yeah. I am just amazed that you were able to take 
take all this information from what I told you. Like, I, I, I guess I kind of knew it, but I didn't know it was really that. Yeah. Well, also remember you had a strong intention. The emotion came forward strong. The prayer came forward strong and here we are. So when something wants to move that badly, (laughs) like when we're at a point in our growth and evolution where our soul just can't take it anymore, uh, it becomes obvious. So it's time to start living your life as fully you and bringing in the beautiful support system, including the one from yourself that really, really sees you because you're not meant to live your life alone, my love. Life no, is much, I want to. yeah, I know life is much better and richer. And when you work through this fear of abandonment and rejection, cause that's really when you talk about fear of loss, that's what we're really talking about. Mm-hmm. When you work through that and realize it's already, it's already happened. It's already happening. <laughs> so it's over and you really start opening up your heart and some people may go and some people may judge you, but don't, please don't interpret that as abandonment and rejection. Please interpret that as the right people making room for the right people and gracefully moving the people that are out of alignment out. Not everybody gets me. Not everybody sees me. I don't waste my time trying to get those people to like me or see me. Yeah. So what's the emotion that's coming up for you now? I am relieved that now I know what I can work on. I am excited that, that I know that I can move forward. And so what if people don't like me, if I'm caring or, or, you know, if I'm good too sometimes, like, like it is tied to be seen. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I think everything you're saying is right. And I'm so blessed to be guided here. Yeah. And I see you and there's absolutely zero wrong with you. You're so lovable. You're so likable. It's, it's easy to love you, especially when you are vulnerable and yourself and not trying to be a version of yourself that you think the other person needs you to be. Just be you. Okay. Okay. I'm just I'm just like hugging myself right now good I love that okay yeah so this is a beautiful example of you seeing yourself and loving yourself and welcoming that emotion this is a beautiful example of you seeing you and loving all parts okay <laughs> Do you, do you have like a, another recommendation for a book or anything that you think would be helpful? I think your intuition has been pretty spot on lately. And I think you're going to be guided to exactly what you need. Okay. Yeah. I think that's going to work much better for you than me telling you anything. Really start to trust your own inner wisdom. That's part of seeing yourself too. Okay. Yeah, that has been something definitely that I've struggled with. Yeah. Not for much longer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much, Christine. You're welcome. Thank you so much to Tima for your openness, your vulnerability. I just love all my callers so much. 
like a lot of sessions on the show, what the initial question was and the direction we went were not necessarily expected. As you heard, Tima was concerned about how much of an emotional reaction she had when her parents left town, and she thought it was tied to a fear of loss. And although her intuition was correct, that was an important piece of what she was working through, but there was even a more important piece that was coming forward. So as I talk with Tima, what came up is a pattern that I know so many of you relate to, which is the people pleaser, the part of you that thinks you need to be a certain way in front of certain people. And so you please, you put on masks, you turn into a chameleon. And this is not a pattern to judge. This is not a pattern to shame. This is not a pattern to try to just throw out immediately because it has served you. It has protected you. Some way along the line, most likely in your childhood, you decided the way I avoid conflict, the way I fit in, the way I get validation, the way I'm liked is to be what other people need me to be or to make sure other people are happy. So it's one of those patterns that's tied to survival because in our modern day brain, survival is really attached to belonging. And one of our worst fears is that we aren't going to belong. So if we think we need a people pleaser turn into chameleon to belong, then you better believe that we're going to do it. But eventually our soul wants more because if we're always wearing a mask, then we're never really truly seen. And we all want to be seen for who we are. In fact, that is how we build trust and create safety with another. It's taking off the mask, allowing ourselves to be vulnerable so we can be seen and see that the other person doesn't shame us, judge us, or leave us. Everybody, this is a necessary part to building intimacy with another person. If you're not showing all parts of you, if you're wearing masks, holding back or editing words or part of your expression, walking on eggshells, or pretending in any way with the people you desire to be closest with, you'll always feel a little bit lonely because there are parts of you that are hiding out. Now, I know it can feel totally scary to take off masks. So I'm not saying you have to do this with everyone or even with any one person all at once. It can be gradual. So back to Tima, another thing that came forward is that her worst fear was already happening. When I went down the questioning line of what would happen if people don't like you, eventually she got to, well, I would be lonely and alone. But the truth is she was already feeling that way. So her worst fear was already realized. You've also heard me say that sometimes it's helpful to come up with a bigger fear that inspires you to put aside the current fear that is blocking you. So can you put aside that fear of, well, I won't be liked or someone might might judge me for the bigger fear of what if I spend my whole life without truly intimate relationships and, and never being seen and never really feeling truly connected and never really feeling like I deeply belong with anyone, much less multiple people. Now that's a bigger fear. Another thing we talked about was the fear of loss. And so a almost subconscious protective strategy we have of, well, it's best not to get super close to anyone because if I really let anyone in and open my heart and love that big, then what happens if I lose that person either through death or a breakup or abandonment or whatever? I get this. I've shared very publicly that that was a massive fear that came up for me with Stephanos was, oh my God, I've wanted this love for so long. And now that I have it, what if I lose it? I would be devastated. 
I was inspired on this subject by a woman I heard speak once, uh, talk about losing her son. He was a teenager when she lost him. And I, uh, I can't imagine the devastation of losing a child. And I'm sure all the mothers and fathers can feel me on this one. One thing that she said was, I feel like our souls have this agreement. And his soul said to me, well, I can come in for 17 years or I can come in not at all. And she said, I know that my soul picked the time that I had with him because I wouldn't trade it for the world. And that's with anything in life. You know, if we want all the good, if we really want to open up to all the potential and the possibility of life, then we also have to realize that life is temporal and we can live in fear and trying to protect ourselves from any loss at all. But then do we really get to enjoy the richness of all life has to offer? And finally, if you want to be seen, you must see yourself. When I asked Timo what she wants other people to see in her, I really had to coach her on this one because she kept going down the line of what she wants to do for them. She wants basically everything she said, if I translated it, was I want people to see how good I am so they know I'm worthy of their love. And what I kept coaching her to is what are just the qualities that you want people to see in you? Those that we label as quote unquote good and those that we label unquote as quote unquote bad. What does it look like to just be naked with another person? I don't just mean physically, but what does it look like to be truly, truly raw and real? So if you want to be seen by others, you have to be willing to see yourself for all your shadows and all your amazingness because we have both of those things. So some takeaways for you. Make a list of your primary relationships and ask and really write down what mask do you wear? Like who do you need to be with this person? And who do you need to be with this person? You know, who do you have to be in front of mom? Who do you have to be in front of your boss? Who do you have to be? And look at the mask and the rules you're putting on yourself. Take an inventory and see if you really can change how you show up with some of these people. Also journaling that those STEM sentences that I asked Tima, if people really knew me and then answer that, if people really, really knew me and then answer that and handwrite these, always more effective when you handwrite. And then finally, if people really, really, really knew me and see what comes forward when you get real with yourself about if you really showed your deepest self, what would you show people? And then also go down the fear line of questioning. So if you have that fear of, well, if I really show all of myself, then I'm not going to be liked. Answer the question, then what? What happens if you're not liked? All right, well, if I'm not liked, then people will talk bad about me. Well, okay, then if people talk bad about you, then what? Just keep following the line of question until you get to your biggest fear. And then realize your biggest fear is probably already realized or come up with a bigger fear that inspires you to move forward. And finally, make a list of the things you really want people to see about you and start seeing and acknowledging those things in yourself. All right, everybody, that's the call for today. Reminder, come join me for group, christinehasler.com slash group. Join Stephanos and I in London and lots more exciting announcements to come. And sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. 
And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. <laughs>